Whitmore! Whitmore has taken the lead! The old man's gonna do it! It's Whitmore in the Breeders' Cup Sprint! All right, we are back for a little bit of a hybrid show today, Papa Dude. This is usually uh, a sports show, not today. Today we are starting off hot and heavy with the Breeders' Cup. We got to get some sports picks in at the very end. You bet. Hopefully a Breeders' Cup show, and that's why we got the big intro today, Papa Dude. How exciting was that? Oh, God. I remember that so well because that's one of our favorite all-time horses, Oakland horse here in Ar- not here in Arkansas, but in Arkansas, where we go and, and where we uh, became horse racing fans like we are. That horse, spectacular. And there's there's videos out on him now on some of the stuff that he's doing. YouTube it. That's the craziest horse I've ever seen. That's the meanest, craziest horse. It's worth watching those videos just to hear them talk about how hard he was to train. It seems only fitting that you open up the Breeders' Cup uh, talk uh, on the on the channel this weekend and or this week I should say we did we we played that on Monday as well uh, of Whitmore because Whitmore was the feel good story of the Breeders' Cup back in 2020 the COVID year he wins the sprint after trying and trying and trying hits the sprint in 2020 and wins that thing uh, it was an amazing sight Ron Moquette running down the stretch with him almost there. Uh, you're right. Explain kind of, I mean, this horse, he's got a second career now. If you didn't know, Whitmore's a gelding, so he's got that second career now. What all is he doing? Like, he's basically kind of a, a, in a different competition now, right? I don't know really what he's doing. You know, he's kind of jumping. He's doing a lot of goofy looking stuff. I don't really know for sure what that is, but he's, he's kind, kind of a performance horse now. I, I was going to say he's a show horse. And he loves it. And uh, but Ramoquette's wife is the only one that could get that horse to do anything. And he's mean to everybody, it seems like, but her, and he's even mean to her, but she's got you know, her bluff in on him and, and he knows it. And he's just one of these special types of horses. And Ron Moquette is one of those trainers that's pretty good, but He's not a Breeders' Cup trainer, you know, and Whitmore had been in it, what, three or four times, the Breeders' Cup. He actually ran in the Kentucky Derby as a three-year-old. Yeah, believe and, it or not. Yeah, and then they figured him out to be a sprinter. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> here's the great, you know, one of the bad things about horse racing, and I've mentioned this a lot, is we don't get to see these horses run, these great ones, very often unless they're gelding. Right. Which he is. So he ran till he was, what, eight, nine? Yeah, eight years old, yep. So what is so wonderful about this is every spring we knew he was going to run at Oakland, and we got to watch him all of those years, and he he gained a following, and that was a lot like Zenyatta did. You got to see her run. You got to see him run. It was the highlight of your trip to go watch him. And it's a shame we can't do that with some of these champions that are retired for uh, breeding purposes to make that's where the real money is yeah. made in horse racing. But he was a phenomenal horse. Ron will never have another one like him. And I think he's named after a really uh, a star player where Ron Moquette went to high school, I mm-hmm. think. Yep. He named this horse after him. He, he's, it, it, it's an amazing story. Well, let's get right to it, and let's see if we can find some more amazing stories. We've got the Breeders' Cup. We've got 14 races. 
Uh, you and I are two of the uh, members of the Racing Dudes. We're kind of through it. We're done the, all the handicapping. We've got our picks entered into the guide. By the way, if you bought the wagering guide, it's going to come out tomorrow. We're, we're getting it done. We're getting it completed today, kind of rounding out the final touches, kind of get that thing edited and get it released to everybody. So tomorrow, Wednesday, it will be out. But let's get to it right now. We're going to go through the races. Like I said, we've got this done. We've, we've completed our handicapping so we can get in, on here and talk about it. Let's start with Friday. We're, we're not going to be fancy. We're just going to go right through straight, you know, numerical order here. The juvenile turf sprint will kick us off on Friday. It's a field of 12. You went, uh, well, well did, where'd you, I know where you went, but where did you go on top? Well, I'm just going to run mine off and you tear them apart. All okay? right. That's, that's great. You spent hours on this. <laughs> I spent a hour. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So <clears throat> my perspective of this is, I read a form, and I kind of just look at the form like an, more than an average fan because I know more about it than some people. But I don't get into it like you guys do. Mm -hmm. I kind of look and see what they've done, and I kind of try to piece it together. I went 11, Speed Boat Beach. Not real crazy about this one, but I, I, I went with him. I think maybe an upset here. Bafford kind of kind of influenced me a little bit. Then I went with two, and I went 10-3. And I want to talk about 10 whenever you get done. Um, All right, well, let's let's talk about your top choice there, Speedboat Beach. It's not a horse that I put on top, but I think it's one that's very interesting. Was it the Baffert factor that kind of pushed you over the top, or are you thinking, hey, this horse, I, I think he ran really well on the turf last time out, and I want to give him another shot? It was, it was Baffert, and I didn't really like anything else real – a lot. So I use time form a lot. That's who they picked. So it was between the 11 and the two. And that was kind of the deciding factor for me. I think the two love reigns is going to be the strong favorite in here. And I, 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 by the time it's over, I know he's that morning line or she's not the morning line favorite, but I think he, she's going to be, I think she's going to be all ultra tough in the spot. I think with this inside draw, you probably are going to see her closer to the lead than what you saw last time out. I think that'll be the challenge uh, in this race for her. All right. I, you, you mentioned the 10 Tyler's Tribe. You've got this horse in third. Let's talk about Tyler's Tribe. Well, no one knows about this horse unless you follow Prairie Meadows. Ran five times. Now, I realize the competition is not stiff at Prairie Meadows for a superstar. Okay, but this horse just stomps them, just yep. slaughters them. I mean, 16 links, 20 links, whatever the horse wants to do, won five straight or she won five straight. Speed, speed, speed. I think she's fast enough to finish in the top four in this race. The turf is going to be a problem. Obviously, never touched the turf before. Prairie Meadows, just a dirt track. Is that the issue? Why do you think they put the horse on the turf? Well, I think, you think they didn't want to stretch this horse out in distance. I think it was between that, uh, you know, going to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, going a mile and a 16th, or coming here to the sharper distance that this horse has been uh, used to running at. The turf is going to be the question mark here. Yeah. Well, this is my Whitmore, if you will. Yeah, sure. Hard-nosed trainer. Who yep. runs the Midwest Circuit? Nicest man in the world. I've been around him some. Just really a genuine guy. 
love to see him finish in the top three or four. What about that theory you talk about sometimes? And and we subscribe to it a little bit as, hey, Tim Martin, great guy. Third race at Oakland on a Thursday. You better play his horse. Breeders' Cup race, Tim Martin. It Absolutely. doesn't really have a lot to do with the trainer. It's just a lot of times the trainers just don't have that caliber of horse. I, I know. Is that going to be kind of a, an issue here? It could be. I mean, this is crazy pick for me. It is sentimental for me. Uh, the jockey, I believe, was an apprentice when the year started. Mm-hmm. What a story this would be if can if you can finish in the top four or she. I've just seen the horse run. The speed, my God, just blows him away. Yeah, you know she's going to go to the front. Yeah, I just think she's got a shot. I wanted to throw her in there because I wanted to talk about her more than anything else. I like the Asmussen horse too. Well, that was the next one I was going to go with, uh, and a good good way to lead it in the number three Private Creed. This is a horse you've picked a lot. It, it seems like every time we did a daily show this year yeah. uh, in the mornings, Private Creed was running. You know, so. Private Creed, going to be that one coming from way out of it, but's had mm-hmm. success talking mm-hmm. about Private Creed. Well, what has it done wrong? What has she done wrong? Not yeah. much. Uh, has won the last two. Uh, seems to be progressing. Great trainer. Uh, I think she's got a shot in this. I don't know that she wins. Uh, it looks like one of those horses that's going to get better and better and better, which is what an Asmussen horse does. I just think she's got a shot. Now, the, the one I've left off is the 12, and I, I the post bothers me a little bit on that. Of course, I picked the 11, so that doesn't make much sense. But I, that horse didn't stick out to me. Uh, yeah. First of all, uh, Michael says we just need Papa Dude to meet Asmussen. Oh, he's met him several times, Michael. Every time at Oakland, he goes and talks to him. So there's no worries there. Secondly, you can tell that Papa Dude has been hanging out with, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's the picture. If you can see that picture, what makes this so stupid? (laughs) Here I am during COVID and he had a mask on and I was too stupid to take mine off. Is that not the dumbest thing you've ever seen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think he makes any bones about it, though. That's his favorite trainer for sure. Uh, all right. Let's, yeah, you mentioned the Platinum Queen. I'll kind of round us out. We'll go on to the next one. I know, Michael, it is a great picture. I'll go on to the next one uh, after we kind of, I'll round this one out for us real quick. The Platinum Queen, the 12 hole. I don't like the post. Uh, I do like the horse quite a bit. She beat older horses last time out. And so that's definitely. Right. Uh, something uh, to kind of keep an eye on. I don't love European sprinters in these races as much as the route horses. And so that combined by the fact that she drew all the way to the outside, I I don't know. I was going to try to play her in this spot, but I kind of like the two love reigns, the draw here. And I I trust Wesley Ward in this race. Obviously he's won it three straight years. So uh, there's no question he knows how to do it. I did see an interview with Wesley Ward. He does not like the post position for Love Reigns. He would have rather her been outside the other speed. But he said, look, you draw inside. It's a short race. We're going. We're gunning her. Irad will work out a trip. That's why we've got Irad on our horses. That's why we give him the leg up to work out trips. So the two Love Reigns for me. All right. Let's go on. We got some questions, though, before we do. Were you starstruck? I don't think you were, right? He's he's pretty common at Oakland. I don't know if you've ever been around him, but he just like you and me. I mean, he's just standing there, and my wife 
went up to him and said, "Hey, he, you're his favorite trainer. Would you let him take? Would you take a picture?" And he looked at her like she was crazy and said, "Sure." Yeah. So we had a little chit chat, and he's, I don't know, I wasn't Star Trek at all. Honestly, and, and Aspuson would probably not like me saying this, but I'll go ahead and say it. If you see him, if you want to talk to him, go talk to him. He's very friendly. He'll talk to anybody. Well, the way um, I feel, he's standing right out there with everybody. Yeah. Anyone to talk to him, he wouldn't be standing out there. Yeah, we talked uh, We uh, Slim, Saratoga Slim, and uh, I saw him uh, at, at Saratoga the, uh, the night uh, after he won the Travers, and we, we we were at the same place to eat with him. We talked to him for a minute. Really nice guy. And obviously, he was going to be really good mood that night, though. So sure. maybe that's not a good indication. All right, Breeders' Cup, the juvenile Phillies uh, on, the, on the dirt this time. A, a huge field. I think this is completely wide open. 14 horses here. The horse I really wanted to pick, Papa Doo, drew all the way to the outside. Number 14, yep. Raging Sea. That kind of made me go in another direction. Where did you land with your top pick in this one? Okay. I think you're putting me on the spot too much. We're, we're, we're worried about how I'm picking these, and I'm, I'm not the expert here. So I'll just throw this out. This is your one chance because you're probably not going to be on the rest of the show. I, I don't profess to be <laughs> an expert at all on this. Yeah. Uh, I went with, uh, I think it's a two-horse uh, race. Okay. This one between the five and the 10. And I also like the three and the seven. Now, do you have any of those as your top? Well, I don't think it's a two horse race. I think it's a little more wide open. Right. I have the 10 in my top four. I am not a huge fan of the five. Though. But he beat all of these, beat several of these horses. Okay. Here's, here's kind of my, th first of all, out of all the races at the Breeders' Cup, there's 14 of them. I dislike this one the most. Uh, I just don't have a real feel for this. I don't think any of these horses are very good. I don't think any of these horses are going to win here and we're going to go, wow, this horse can win the Kentucky Oaks, you know, or be a superstar. I think the good fillies are, are still out there, are still still awaiting to run or maybe really just broken maiden, whatever. I don't think you got the best of the group. That being said, I see massive i mean massive speed duels in here and i think that hurts the five uh that's the problem I, I see a lot of speed i really don't like the post position draw for the number 10 chocolate gelato but i do think she's not you know a a true speed horse i think she can sit off and maybe get first run and has, still have a shot uh, i've got her in the mix i really wanted to pick the 14 raging c i just couldn't do it from that post it's going to be awfully tough I'm beating around the bush. I don't love this horse, but I think number seven, Chop Chop, is going to get the absolute perfect setup. And if she's good enough, I think she's going to win because this should fall apart up front. There is way too much speed in this race. Chop Chop, when you look at how she, her like her closing kick, it's tremendous. I think she's going to get there this time. Second time out over the dirt as well. Again, it's one of my, you know, least excited about picks, so to speak. But I just think this horse is coming into the race with the perfect setup, and it's the right time. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah, I mean, I want to do. I do want to just point out one thing. I okay. Do, I do beat a lot of these guys in these in this thing each time, even though they pick me apart. I do get. I do get my share of them right. 
That's A, why we have you on the guide, and B, why we're doing the show. You're underselling yourself like you always do when it comes to horse racing, but you, this is a valuable show, and that's why I'm asking you okay. questions. All right, let's go to Breeders' Cup, Juvenile Phillies Turf. Now, I will say, I don't think that this race is really your forte uh, when it comes to handicapping. No, I hate turf. Uh, I don't trust two-year-olds. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, we need to get through the preliminaries here. It's two strikes really here. I don't think this is one you probably got real excited about. But it, that being said, who did you like as your top pick here? Well, dumb me. Wrote down the wrong things here. Uh, I think I picked number 10 first. Am I right? All right. I got to pull up the wagering guide since well, I, I did not anticipate you writing down numbers, the wrong I wrote the numbers down wrong. Um, I'm sure I did. All right, so if for this race, I got uh, ten, and then I got nine, right? Yeah, you picked the ten and the nine. You you had it right. I'm going on the outside here, yeah, a lot, which is probably dumb. And then I went thirteen, I believe, was my third. Correct. And then I finished up with uh, the uh, strippers code here. Free look number four. You get a free look for if you're a stripper. Uh, did it say, hey, this this is the race I oh, hated. I wouldn't um, on this one, no. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, how'd you go? I I didn't I didn't hate this one quite as much as the last one. I kind of have a feeling the number four free look is going to kind of bounce back is the way to put it from that race last time out. If you watched her on debut, she looked really sharp over firm turf last time out. It was soft turf at Belmont and or at Aqueduct, I should say. And she kind of ranged up like she was going to run another big race. And then she kind of stopped and kind of ran in place a little bit. That's my kind of theory here. I look at this field and say, we can beat the favorite, the number 10 horse. I get why you're playing, playing her, but I think we can beat her. Um, I, yeah, Trish, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I kind of like the 12 midnight mile a little bit as well. Uh, and so that's a horse I'm looking to get involved in. But on top, I did put free look for Chad Brown. I think this horse will go off higher than five to one. I was really surprised by that morning line. I think we might get more like eight to one. That could be wishful thinking. Um, you know, it, it, and that's kind of where I'm leaning. And, and, and Kevin brings it up to light at the price of six to one. I think that one's going to be like more like seven to two. Right. And so I think the morning line's a little bit off here. I like free look at five to one. Uh, try to get Chad Brown, a guy that knows how to win this race, uh, involved in that one. All right. Hey, I just looked mine up, and yeah. that's not the way I had it. My third horse, I guess I ought to just shut up because this may be really stupid. I had number five. That's Pleasant. right. You had Pleasant Passage in third, and that's a horse that beat my horse last time out. So why I put it in there. Yeah, you look at that and you go, well, if, if you like free look, you're supposed to like Pleasant Passage. I Here's the deal with Pleasant Passage. Got everything her own way in that race. And it was just like, wow, like I didn't think she'd be on the lead. She usually comes from behind. She gets on the lead. I don't really know what she's going to do in this race. Would not be shocked if she won it, though. I, I will definitely say that. All right, let's go on to the juvenile. This is This is seemingly pretty easy i want to get your take on it though cave rock's going to be the huge favorite four to five did you go cave rock on top yes that's what i thought the easiest one i thought it was the easiest of the 14 races yeah i i don't think you have to do any more than what michael just said 
easy single cave rock he just has to just has to run yeah Get out there and do what what uh, he's done in the past i put forte second national treasure was third and i like blazing sevens how about that that's my fourth one I think you could put anybody second, third, and fourth. And oh. I, I, I think they definitely, you could say, if Cave Rock was out of the race, well, it's pretty wide open, right? So this um, is going to be one of those horses, two-year-olds, if he wins, will be an early Kentucky Derby favorite. Yeah, he will definitely be that. There's no question about it. Uh, with Cave Rock, it, it, the other thing is he faces very little pace in this race, which is pretty surprising. Usually the juvenile will have a pretty strong pace. He doesn't face much. The only horse that really has speed is the number one, Hurricane J. I can't see a 30-to-1 bomb messing with a horse like Cave Rock. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he dictates the terms early and he blows them out late. I think that's a pretty easy one. So is this an indication that at this point the two-year-old division isn't real strong? Or is it just too early? I think sometimes what happens when you have a horse like him, it's kind of like, yeah, if we're on the fence about it, we'll wait, we'll be patient, we'll bring our horse along a little bit slower, and we'll wait for three-year-old races, and maybe we can try to get him there, like at the Derby. I don't think there's like a rush to to, to take him on at this point. Uh, I know Brad Cox had a horse named Loggins, who I think he is, maybe yeah. that's his highest one, but Horse, horse had a little bit of a problem a after the race, but not only that, it's just like, why are we going to take him on here right. when we can, you know, improve, get better? At this point, him. yeah, at this point, he doesn't feel like he can win it, so right, why waste him? Yeah. All right. All right, let's go on to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. This will end the day on Friday. Another big field here. Another really, really uh, solid group. Uh, it's going to be headlined by Silver Knot in the spot, the four horse. Coming over for Charlie Appleby as Appleby tries to win this for the second straight season. All right, Papa Dude. All right, round us off. Where are you going here? I thought this was really hard. I struggled with this one. Okay. I went Silver Knot on top, and then I've got uh, the other. You could switch these all around or throw somebody else in there. I got uh, number eight. I'm very busy. Second, uh, and the winner is third and i threw major dude in there for fourth i'm with you uh you know on some of those underneath horses i do not find this one as challenging as you probably because i have really watched the european replays this four silver knot i'll be very surprised if he loses this race i'm extremely high on him um it, it, the comments are great tonight guys because you're taking the words right out of my mouth the one horse I am worried about, how about the number one, Victoria Road? Another European horse in here that I think has got a big-time shot. I really like those two horses quite a bit. As far as the American runners in this race, I just don't think they're very good. And I think that's that's going to be you know, a, a race where ultimately the Europeans just kind of overshadow us. These two horses are pretty serious, especially Silver Knot. You watch that race last time out. He looked like a million bucks. Our horses, I don't know. I'm, I'm eight. I'm very busy. You mentioned that horse as well. Uh, you have him and uh, have that horse in second. I have the horse in third. Would have loved to see the horse win last time out. Uh, could have been a little bit of the yielding track again that hurt. I'm very busy. Maybe he bounces back, but I couldn't get there with him this time. 
All right. Oh, that's it. Let's go to Saturday. Let's go to Saturday. Now we're getting to the meat. This is what you like here. We're out of these two-year-old races. Philly and Mare sprints. All right. Kick us off. Tough. Really tough. Hate really, this. really tough. Went with a price in this one. I don't think this horse is going to be eight to one. But I went with oblig obligatory. How do you pronounce obligatory. it? Obligatory. I know how to pronounce it. I just can't. <laughs> so I went with that horse. I kind of listened to Samage a little bit on the draw show. Uh-huh. Oh, that's mistake number one. Hmm? <laughs> so that's mistake number one. <laughs> I, I, I realize that. I do realize that. Now, the Asmussen influence comes in heavily with me. So my next two are going to be 11 and 13. I uh, don't like the post at all for either one of them. I think one of them is going to hit the board. I really do. And you know, they've been running. Uh, now, Echo Zulu is kind of a dumb pick. Let me let me place it. Well, it's too late. But anyway, he should. I put shouldn't. I shouldn't even pick that one. I like Wicked Halo a lot. Okay. Of course, hasn't done anything wrong. You know, runs. She runs her ass off every time. I don't really like the favorite Goodnight Olive that well. Probably will prove me wrong, but I, you know, it's one of maidens, won three allowances, then her stepped up and won a stakes. Obviously, good trainer, great jockey, horses progressing. I just don't know whether she's I don't know whether she's good enough. So I, I'm gonna try to beat the favorite in this one. I think the big key to this race is gonna be the pace. And I think that's why a lot of people are gonna be on obligatory, like you and I are. Um yeah, it, it's those Aspusen runners really throw a monkey wrench into things. A bit. I liked Echo Zulu before that 13 post. That's going to be tough. Yeah. She's going to have to gun it. And I'm just afraid that pace is going to melt down yeah. on her. That does benefit Wicked Halo. And mm -hmm. this just ran a couple weeks ago at Keeneland and looked super good. Um, yeah. I, I, Wicked Halo is kind of a tricky one. I don't really know what to do with her in this race as well. Um, I mean, Ricardo's on Echo, Tyler Gaffleon on Wicked Halo, but. Those horses kind of, you know, that's that's who's been riding them. So you don't really yeah. read anything into that either. Yeah. I just, the way Wicked Halo ran the other day, pretty impressive. Yeah. Now, can she bounce back in this short time? I don't know. That's yeah. a question mark. It is a big question mark. Uh, and this is a, a big step up for a three-year-old. But it, it's a race that doesn't have... Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I think it does have heavy hitters, but there it's not like these older ones are just huge standouts compared to the three-year-olds. So this is a tricky one. I could see this kind of blowing up, and I could see us being back here on Monday as we recap this, and we're like, I, you know, Chi-Town Lady won, and I just, we never, how could we have gotten there type of thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's going to be wicked, and it's going to be wild. All right, let's move on to one. Or could be, I mean, I know you don't like turf racing all that much, but this could be, you know, the potential to be very exciting. Um, how about this? Golden Pal goes for a Breeders' Cup win for the third straight season. Uh, of course, won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint over this track in 2020. 2021 won the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint What he's entered in here at Del Mar. He breaks from post eight. He looks like he's going to be lone speed or at least not much out there with him. Did you go golden pal on top? I did. 
But my goodness, it is hard to win three in a row. It's so hard to do. But the lone speed is supposed to be the best bet in horse racing. If he gets out and gets on there, who's going to get him? I don't know. So I did go with him on top. I got Highland Princess second, uh, Casa Creed uh, third, and Caponelli is my four pick. So Kevin says he honestly thinks we're going to get nine to five on Golden Pal with all the European love. So the Europeans have brought over some nice sprinters. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, even like the Highfield Princess is the one that's going to take a lot of money. Yeah. She has shown speed, uh, you know, in her races overseas. Sometimes that speed does not translate to the United States. That's the key. Will she be able to keep Golden Pal within range? If she can, I think she can track him down. I am skeptical that uh, that these European horses will be able to run with him early. He breaks out of the gate so fast, and he can put you away within a few strides. That's going to be the key. Get yeah. out of the gate and go and get away from him, and I think he can do it. I wait, Golden Pal. I do not think it's going to be as easy as last season, though. I think there's going to be challengers sitting right there in the wait. Okay, to the next one. Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. This race for Saturday, this is probably the one I hated the most. Seal of 11. I feel like you go a ton of different ways. Who did you end up putting as your top choice? Um, this one's very difficult to pick who's going to win. I mean, to me, Gunite is running as good as anybody right now. Ran two weeks ago. How is that going to translate? Um, Cyberknife. Will this distance be the thing for, for this horse? We know that's a very, very good horse. Will this distance be what the horse needs to, to jump up to the next level and in another category than what he's run before? Yeah. So you never know on this. You got Cody's Wish. He's very uh, consistent. And then you got the Baffert horse in Lower River. That's my top four. I'm going to go ahead with Gunite. I'm not. Very confident in it, but the horse is running great. And asked me someone bring it up here, out here, if he didn't think he could win. So I'm going Gunite, Cyberknife, Cody's Wish, Laurel River. So as you were talking, people were typing in their picks. And it's this is going to be a race where everybody is all over the board. You pick sure. Gunite. Michael wants Laurel River. Yeah. Simon wants Pipeline. Vinny yep. wants Senior Buscador. Um Bree, uh, Bree wants simplification. There you go. I picked Cyberknife. So within a minute, we got like six or seven people on six or seven different horses, and it's not like we were trying to even do it. It's it is so wide open. It's it is. and simplification is very interesting too. Dropping this horse down in distance. Yeah, talk about simplification a little bit. Well, I mean that's a horse that's ran pretty well uh, in the Triple Crown races. You know, just couldn't get there. So the drop down in distance, maybe they think this is going to make a difference, you know. So I don't like that horse as well, but that could be an upset pick for sure in this race. Yeah, and here's uh, Vashon comes out with a slow down Andy. That's yeah. another horse that's we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I, I don't love that horse because of the pace, projected pace. I'm a little bit worried about that, but – you know, you mentioned simplification. It's another one. I just, 
No. I don't really know how to work him in, but I get it. I get I get liking him. I, I kind of like Pipeline. Jared loves Pipeline. Okay, that's enough for me then. All right. Well, I mean, I Jared says Pipeline is a standout on the thoroughgraphs. I I just I don't really want a horse in the front in this race. I just feel like it's gonna, you know, it's gonna melt down a little bit. Um, and that's why I like Gunite. I, I think that horse sits a pretty good trip. Uh Laurel River, I think, sits a pretty good trip. So So you think you think this distance is great for Cyberknife? I think it's pretty good for Cyberknife. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's better than a mile and a quarter. In other words, I think they made the right decision on where to run him. Are you like me and think Gunite's best is ahead of him and he's going to be a star as a four-year-old? I do think that I'm worried about the mile for Gunite. I think he would be better suited in the sprint. Um, You're putting him there, though. And that's the thing. You yeah. had Jackie's Warrior out of the same barn and he just, I, he just couldn't put him there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, but you know, another angle you can play here is if he didn't think he could win at the mile, he wouldn't have brought him out here. Well, he's going to be on my tickets. Don't get me wrong. I, I just, you're right. Because there's no really like it's two weeks turnaround. You could have yeah. just left him in the barn, waited for uh, maybe the cigar mile, maybe the Malibu and just say, ah, breeder's cup. Maybe that's not for him. I, if this race was seven furlongs, I'd probably pick him. I just, I don't know about that two-turn mile. Can he have that? Because he's a horse that has a tremendous kick down the lane. Will that kind of be negated around two turns? That's the worry. But I don't hate the pick. I don't hate the pick at all. So, all right. We could probably talk about that one all day. It's it's very yeah. complicated. It's a great one. Like I said, this is our first look, first rundown. We'll have full breakdowns of all these races later on in the week as well. All right, let's go on and let's go to the Philly and Mayor turf now. Uh, another really good field again this year for this race. Uh, pretty good international runner in the three Nashua coming over. Did you play Nashua on top or did you go elsewhere? I hated this race. This one was really hard for me. Uh, I really like the 11. If, if, if she can get out, I really like her. I don't like the post very well, but... This is a distance race, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, yeah it, mile three sixteen. It won't matter as much. Been running very consistently. So I went with her on top, and then I went with the, the three second. And then I just threw the other two out of the hat. And I went with uh, Virginia Joy and Regeer, I think it yep. is. I like that horse a lot. That may be a, an upset possibility. I... Had, I had trouble with this one. The longer I sat here and handicapped this, which was like one in the morning last night when I finally decided I couldn't go against an Italian. We're on the same horse. I just yeah. feel like she's so good right now. She ran great last time. She's been running great all year. Yeah. I think the 11 post will be no problem. I think she'll break. I think she'll get over. I am not seeing another horse going with her. If she gets out and she gets loose, good luck. I don't think even those good European horses are going to catch her. I think she's gone. Okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. Why is Rosario on that horse? 
What do you mean? Well, he usually uses Pratt. And he's got Irad on the 10. Mm -hmm. And isn't Rosario rated a notch below those two right now? Well, I think I think in terms of horse, and that's why Rosario's on that horse. I, I think in terms of overall jockeys, you're probably gonna want those two, but look at the last two times she's raced. Rosario's been aboard. Okay. She won both of them. And yeah, uh, Kevin again steals right what I said. Yes, Irad had her, and 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 that's Irad or Pratt probably Brown's number one guy. But I think in this situation, the, he just made a choice, and he said, "Look, I I, I I'm going to go Rosario. I'm going to change things up. This horse has been losing close races. Yep, let's go Rosario." Well, and that's what happened. He, he went. He just answered my question. If he's two for two with Rosario, that's the answer to the question. That's right. I'm yeah. not as big a jockey guy as most people are. I don't blame well, jockey. Well, let me tell you something about Rosario. He's he's a very polarizing jockey, okay, without any doubt, and I'm not arguing that. Don't underestimate him on a speed horse. He has a reputation of coming from way out of it. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of jockey he is. He actually rides speed horses better than horses that come from out of it because when he gets those past performances and he says, all right, got to go to the lead, he doesn't overthink it. He just goes to the lead. He's a very strong finishing rider. Well, think about that. If I'm yep. in front and I have and I and I have a jockey who's a very strong finishing rider, well, I'm already ahead of these horses when he's when he's you know finishing well, them like that. And common sense will tell you if he's his percentage is not or he doesn't look like he rides as good on horses that come from way back. It's because they're coming from way back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's hard to catch them when you yeah. get them from way back. So. Yeah. Here's the deal. He is a very inconsistent writer. Yeah. Am I going to be shocked if for whatever reason he's strangled this horse and we don't have that lead we thought? I'm not going to be shocked. But listen, I can't. I have to assume he's going to ride her like he did the last two times. And if he does, well, if she's good enough, she'll win. He's not an idiot. Why wouldn't he? Some people might disagree with that oh, comment you just made, he's, but he's won too damn many races. I tell you what, I'd take him. I would take him, yeah. I would take him uh, to ride mine as yeah. well. All right, let's move on. We're on the same horse. I didn't think we would be there. <laughs> All right, Steve Aspusen was quoted earlier in the week saying Jackie's Warrior is too good of a horse not to be a Breeders' Cup winner. Mm. Third and final try to get it done as a two year old over this track, he was fourth. In the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, we figured out that's really not his fault. Finishing fourth, going two turns, that's that was pretty good for him. He's not a two-turn horse. Right. Last year was very, very, very disappointing. He was a huge favorite off the board. Uh, just didn't show up with his with his best this year. Can he do it? I'm really worried. Aren't you? No. Well, he's not been running as well. I don't think. Now, he's pretty rested. I think he's got him ready. Yeah, Trish, you're looking at the Jackie with Warrior fan club here, too. I picked him because I cannot pick against him. Yeah. I hope for sentimental reasons, and we've said this so many times on the show, horse racing doesn't bode well for people who are sentimental. They don't care, or it doesn't care. Yeah. Wouldn't it be wonderful to see this champion go out on top? It would. 
I've seen this horse a lot at Oakland. The last time Sandy and I went, Aspison had him schooling in the paddock by himself. We sit there with this mesmerized for yeah. 20 minutes because he didn't like the paddock at all. And watching Aspison work with him was really good. So I've got him first. Um, I think now it's just me. I don't think the competition is too stiff. There it is. Yep. And I, I yeah, so I, I'm a little more confident because of that. I went with the sixth, second, uh, Kamari, uh, third, and who's that? Uh, American Theorem in fourth. I think Jackie's a lot better than these horses if he fires. And that's the big key. And, and Rodney is the biggest Jack Christopher fan on our channel. And I know you got to be crushed, Jack, uh, uh, Rodney, that Jack's not going to run. And I am too. And I think Jack would have beaten him, honestly. I do too. I do too. The way this race sets up, Jackie's Warriors should not lose, period. Yeah. If Jackie's right and everything goes right, doesn't get bumped or anything like that, he ought to win this. And yeah. Got to break well, got to get to the lead. And I, I just, I don't think the lead over. I just don't think anybody's going to run him down. Here's the deal. So Kamari definitely has a shot. I think she's going to run pretty big. I I, I get why people want to use her, and it, it makes total sense. I don't think she's quite good enough to run down Jackie if he's loose on the lead, and that's going to be really really tough. The other horse I like is Elite Power, but you have to look at it. He's getting better. He's making strides. He doesn't match up with Jackie's Warrior, though. He just doesn't. Yeah. So hopefully he shows up with a big race. And if he does, I, I do think he'll win this one. Uh, this has not been a great division all year long, and he's taken advantage of that. And yep. it just kind of the stars seem to have aligned. I was against him for the longest time in this race, but the stars really have aligned. Also, again, I'll, I'll mention it again. I think Gunite would have had a chance to beat him in the spot. I kind of do too. I kind of do too, but there's no way Asmussen could put that horse. They couldn't, he couldn't do it. He just could not. He's not going to do that with Jackie. He's just not. Absolutely. All right. Let's go to the mile, the turf mile. Uh, This is another really good field here again this year. This was one that I thought was super tricky. Uh, Field of 14. End of the day, I've changed my pick about four times on here. I landed on modern games. I just thought, you idiot, you're overthinking this. This horse is, is pretty darn good. Going to get revenge, so to speak, for the betters this year. I know you didn't go with modern games. Who did you go with? I, I hate this race. I absolutely hated it. There's yeah. too many. Yeah. And a couple of horses I really like, they're way outside, you know, and I ended up going with one, but I don't like it at all. Uh I don't really like modern games that well. Uh, I went with Ken Ross. I don't really know why. I just did. Um, time for him, picked him. I looked at him. I don't I don't know. I don't like that outside. It really, but it's a mile. You know, he's got time to get get up there. You know, if he can get out of the gate good and get to the inside quickly. Um, I've always liked Regal Glory. I always have. So I picked that horse second. The horse I really like, and I think you do too, is domestic spending. Yeah. Don't you like that horse? Oh, I thought he was the best horse in the country for a, for a little while last year. I know it. And and I just hate that post. I think I would have picked him to win. 
Got him third, and then I got Modern Games fourth, and that's probably dumb. So I there could be an upset in this one. I just don't. I think this field is it's pretty close. Yeah, I. Who did you go with first? I went Modern Games. No, I mean you said you're you were trying to decide who were some I, of them you were looking at. I had Ken Ross on top at first, and I. I just I couldn't get over the post, and I I don't know I just I'm not sure. I had Dream Loper on top, and I just yeah I don't know about that one. Didn't think didn't think that horse was good enough. You're gonna think I'm crazy for this one. I had Pogo the one horse on top for a little while at twenty to one. I I think this is a nice horse. I think this is one you need to if anything maybe play underneath. I I think. Pogo's coming in this race really, really well. I think he's going to appreciate the firm ground. But at the end of the day, I I couldn't get Modern Games race at Woodbine out of my head. I just, ah, oh, it's just too good. Yeah. Um, to be completely honest, the guide will be finished tomorrow. When you when you hear me on Thursday, I might have a different horse on top. Yeah. I, this one I just really debated for a while. Uh, in the day, I though, I just kind of thought, you know, you've loved Modern Games for like over a year now. Yeah, um, he was he was my best bet on the on the Friday card last year. He's he's just done nothing to make me think he can't win. He's been very good. I just didn't want to overthink this one. This is a race. If I was at the track, I'd go get a cold drink and a hot dog. <laughs> I wouldn't bet it. All right, Vashon. He likes a uh, uh, pogo as well. I. All right. I don't know, Vashon, and maybe you can chime in if you want with your comment on, on him. But when I watch the replays, it's just every replay of his, it's like it wasn't, wow, he's off the charts. But it's like, yeah, he, this horse is solid. This horse shouldn't be 20 to 1. This horse can can win at the right kind of setup. So, um, yeah, I just I, – I, I almost put him on top, like I said. So we'll see what happens. I, I – I, I'm the opposite of you. Like I wouldn't go get a drink for this one because I want to see it. Like I want to see what happens. I just feel like this is the race out of the 14. When I sit down after this thing is over and I look back, I just have this feeling. I'm going to say, ah, oh, I had it and I've changed yeah. it, you know, but when you've had like six horses on top, that's easy to say. Yeah. Well, let me rephrase. I don't want to miss the race. So if the line is long, I won't stand in it. What I meant was I wouldn't bet it. I, yeah, I, I knew what you meant. I honestly, guys, I feel like the last six races on this uh, of this thing—not that the other ones are bad—they're not. I mean, I think they're, every race is good. I don't think it's a bad race on this. The last six—it's like this is must-see shit. Like mm -hmm. in Italian versus Euros. Wow, Jackie, mm -hmm. where you're trying to do it? Wow, this turf mile. Woo. Yep. That being said, let's go to maybe. Yep. One of the best horses running in all the world, and she could prove it with a win here. The three-year-old yeah. nest in the distaff trying to face Olders in this spot and beat her stablemate, Malathot. This is going to be awesome. This race will be great. The number six nest, she's my top pick. I have been lucky to see this horse run in person, and it is something special. Did you go with nest on top? How could you not? I mean... That horse has done nothing wrong, nothing, except get better. And that's not wrong. So 
until somebody beats her, you have to pick this horse. Uh, she could run in the classic, I think. Yeah. You know, I think she could. She's the type of horse, and you could see all the all caps kind of comments that we're getting pouring yeah. in here. She's the type you do really fall in love with, the ones that just yeah. bury you. And that is what she's been able to do. Yeah, she's really good. And and I love watching her. Uh, she's just gotten better and better and better as the year's gone on. Wasn't very good in the Kentucky Oaks, and Secret Oaks got her. But that was the last time Secret Oaks has seen anything but her rear end from then on. So, yeah. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to Truth Exposed because she said right after that race, and, and Truth, you've said it over and over on our shows and great commenter as always, but said right after that race, Secret Oath will never beat Nest again. Forget no. about it. Nest yeah. is way better. She, she's got a horrible trip. And boy, is she right. She's dusted her the last couple of times. And he been close. And Secret Oath ran her ass off in a couple of those races and still finished five and six links behind her. I think Secret Oath kind of tailed off a bit, except... Go watch the Alabama. I thought Secret Oath ran fantastic right. in yeah. the Alabama and could not make up a link yeah. on the course. Well, I think Secret Nest has just whipped Secret Oath down. Yeah, I really believe that. Yeah, when you keep running your ass off and you're behind by five links, it's hard not to get run down a little yeah. bit. Even if you're an animal, you can understand it. Anyway, I like. It's kind of a secret weapon here. You know where I'm going. Yeah, I know where you're going. Watch this horse. Number eight, society. If that horse gets on the lead and they don't go get that horse soon enough, that baby can run, and, and she's got a shot. So I've got her second because I think Malathot, and Malathot may finish second. I, you know, it's it's distinct possibility. She may win, but I don't think she's good enough to beat Nest. And I think if society can get out and get a lead, Malathot may not catch society. This is a horse to watch in the future. That's for sure, because this horse can fly. And then I've got uh, the other Asmussen horse, uh, fourth, Clarier, who sometimes wins races we don't think has a chance to win. And this would be one of them. But I, don't th I think she's on her way down. Yeah, I mean, I, I, she kind of had some trouble last time out, and we haven't yeah. seen her since, so we'll see. But I, I knew you'd have Society up there, uh, a horse you liked. You really loved that race in the Cotillion. She's kind of a cool horse, and, you know, she's one that um, she's going to make you earn it. She's going to make you go out and get her. Yep. Um, I, I would not be shocked. Let's put it that way. I would not be shocked if she wins that race. Um, it looks like to have a pace advantage. One thing – uh, let's see, Trish, you said it. There it is. Uh, Trish Smith says a, a wake at midnight is going to speed the pace up in this race. I thought that was true. I, I was, as a person who was a little bit worried about society, I do like that the five's in there. I think that will help a bit, but nest better not get too far behind. I'll just put it yeah. that, that way. That horse, the day we watched, watched her never missed a stride. No. Just kept on running. Could have won by whatever she wanted to. Yes, absolutely. Could yep. not agree more. All right, let's move on. Two to go. It's the turf. It's exciting. It's a field of 13. This is a true who's who here. The international runners have come up. They're a pretty strong group from there. And our little baby, as I like to call her, warlike goddess, the mm -hmm. Philly, taking on the boys in this spot. 
It made my heart feel good. I know you've got picks. Let it, let the people know. Well, I picked her. Yep. What the heck? Because I too, I'm rooting for. And she's good. You know. She's damn good. Yeah. I mean, she's got a shot. Hell yeah. Thing goes right. Uh, probably it's going to take a lot, but a lot can happen when you got a field this big. And there's a lot of good horses in here. So what the heck? I want her to win. So I went in and picked her, and she's not a stupid pick. You know, she's got a chance. I like the five a lot also. And uh, after that, kind of there's several. I went with the 11th, uh, 3rd, and Nation's Pride in fourth. And I'm going to root like crazy for the goddess to come through here. I think, you know, bets aside, and certainly we'll all root for our bets first uh, 99% of the time. But, you know, if, if you have her on ticket, you can root for her. And if, if you see your bets may or be in trouble, this is one like, well, I'll just put it like Michael said, he's going to take a shot against War Like Goddess. Yeah, you're going to be upset if you lose. But at the end of the day, if you're going to get beat by somebody, you would hope it would be her. Because I, I just, I don't know how you don't like her as far as a race horse comes from behind and and beat the boys so easily just kind of destroyed our better uh, uh turf horses over here i heard an interview with bill mott he basically said look she's the best turf horse we've got in this country and i have no doubt about that does that mean she's gonna win eh, i don't know there's some really good horses coming over um yeah it's it's gonna be interesting uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna probably have her on a ticket haven't decided exactly how or, or how I'm going to use her, but I am worried she's going to take too much money. You know, like if you could lock in nine to two, five to one, that's about right. I'm afraid she's going to take money. I, I'm just afraid people are going to feel like you and I don't blame them. And they're going to be like, I want it better. I want, I want this Philly yeah, to win. I root for her. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I picked rebels romance on top. I'm not bullish on this horse though. I, I don't, think he is just otherworldly but i do think he's really good and you know charlie appleby how can you you know kind of go against that um you know that, good luck <laughs> what's that i had trouble after that yeah mishriff uh, trish talked about mishriff honestly i don't know um charles thinks frankie's gonna take this one that's a frankie dettori jockey of mishriff i just I didn't really know what to do with Mishra Trish and, and probably going to have to just make the ticket, but I, I don't, I'm not like in love with that horse, but six to one is probably the right price. Uh, it's, this is a really, really tough race. And it feels like the turf, we either get a superstar of all superstars and they, they come over and they romp in here, or we get what we have this year where it's just like, they're all pretty good, but none of them are great. I don't know. Um, Kevin B said Mishriff looks over the hill on to me on replays. He hasn't been good in his last couple. I don't know. It's going to be tough. This is a tough race. Okay, let's go to the finale. Let's go to the classic. This may not be a long discussion, um, but it might be. I don't know. I don't know your thoughts. All right. Field eight classic. Richest race in the United States. Where are you going? Well, I'm going to make everybody mad, but anyway, <laughs> I went with a four simply because I listened to this show. Okay. Okay. It's the only reason I went with a four. Well, what do you mean? Well, I looked at who the four has beat. 
And the okay. best horse I found is 30 to 1 in this race. Okay. Well, go on with it. The horses beat nobody. I mean, this channel is all flight line. There, it's not going to hurt to have a little bit of a flight line. Eh, I'm not well, sure. Okay. All right. So I'm going to use a little Tyler's Tribe analogy here. Okay. Nobody's picking Tyler's Tribe, and she's or he, it's she, has won by more links than Flightline has. Right. I'm not saying this horse isn't great. Okay. I don't think this horse is a shoe in because the best horse he's beat is Happy Saver. Go back and look at who he's beat. Yeah. Now I know he's killed him, and I know he's impressive, and it won't bother him. I picked him, yeah. But if I hadn't listened to you guys, I'm not sure I would. But I've seen him; he is fabulous. He's fabulous. If he blows this field away, are we going to say this might be the best horse to never win a Kentucky Derby? It very well could be. I mean, he's going to be right up there. He's going to yeah. be up there with some of the all timers as far as far as a talent level perspective. Of course, exactly. he hasn't had a lot of races, so you know how. Like great as he in the yeah all time scheme of things, hard to say. But you'll have to come back and run next year to get to that category, don't you right. think? Yeah. And I doubt if they run him because he's fragile. Mm -hmm. He's shown he's fragile, so I think this will be the last time we see him. Probably. I am really looking forward to this race. I want to see this horse when he stares epicenter in the eye. When he stares life and good in the eye. When those horses go, hey, you little son of a bitch, we're going to kick your ass. I want to, don't think they don't talk. They do. I want to <laughs> see what he does when a epicenter comes snorting up there too and says, who do you think you are? I want to see it. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I'm going to be at a football game and I won't get to see it live. <laughs> but I, I think this is a great field. I hope he wins to verify everything. I do. Yeah. And he probably will. You guys are not wrong. All of you are on this horse, and you think he's one of the greatest ever. And and I trust you perfectly. That's why I picked him. Uh, then it gets tricky. Where are you going next? You know, after that, how is it going to shake out? How's it going to go? If he just blows horses away, who's going to keep running out of this bunch? You know, mm -hmm. she got champions here. And if this horse is 10 links ahead of them, they may say, well, we're shutting this down, you know? So I don't know. So you just kind of got to go with who you think's the next best horse. So I went, of course, with Epicenter second. And I went Life is Good third. And I picked Taba in fourth. I love the how you've made everybody mad in the chat. I don't, I really <laughs> don't care. No, I just love it. People. Why are you mad? It's an opinion. Like, you don't have to love every horse, you know? It, look, the bottom line yeah. is... I'm Hold on. I picked the horse, guys. The problem is you pick the horse, but you're making a point that isn't completely wrong. He's not beating anybody. He really hasn't... The horse Now, this is. it's not that he hasn't beaten anybody. It's the horses that he's beaten have then went on to do nothing. Right. Now, it's the, a horses before, the horses before... We're pretty solid, right? Country grammar is pretty solid. Speaker solid. is pretty solid. Yeah. So? But they haven't gone on to do anything. So, no. hey, listen, you may hate this opinion. A, he picked the horse. So, and B. I picked the horse. 
We're talking about uh, facts. I mean, Epicenter has been in tougher races. Life is Good has been in tougher races. Now, the one thing about it, Life is Good lost to Country Grammar in Dubai. And then you saw what Country Grammar, what happened to him when he faced Flightline. So it does work both ways. But look, if you're trying to beat Flightline, this is the case. That's it. There's one, there's, well, there's two cases. One, you're just guessing that he's not going to show up with his best race. And you could do that. And that's fine. Two, you, you just kind of going to say, Hey, look, I, I don't like those California horses that he's been beating. I, I don't think they're that good. I think if he tries to get to life is good and he digs in, maybe flight line might not go with him. Or if epicenter comes up to him, maybe he won't go with him. Here's the flawed logic for Papa dude though. And my pushback. That's fine. <laughs> I don't think Epicenter will ever be within five links of Flightline. He may not. I don't think any horse will look Flightline in the eye. Well, I'll take that back. The one horse that Flightline's going to have to look in the eye is Life is Good. He will have to go get Life is Good. He'll have to look him in the eye. And that's the horse he'll have to put away. I think he will not have much trouble doing that. Um, I don't think Life is Good is a mile and a quarter horse. Uh, I think... You know, flight line just a little bit better than him. Period. I I think flight line is just in a class by himself, and I I don't think other horses are really going to bother him because I don't think they're good enough to be within range of him. I will say this: if he stubs his toe and he's running down that stretch and he hasn't quite separated like he did in at the at Del Mar and he hasn't quite gotten that trip we all think and project he's going to do where he turns for home and he's four or five ahead of him. And, and like I'm expecting, if that doesn't happen, Epicenter will beat him because Epicenter has developed into something really special. If Flightline can't separate, if Flightline just doesn't quite run quite as well, Epicenter will beat him. Epicenter will make him earn it. Unfortunately, I still don't think Epicenter is within the range a flight line. So I have to go flight line on top. Right. Oh, well, I do too. And it's not, I didn't pick him. I don't think he's a lock. Yeah. And we're getting fighting going on here on the chat. Well, I sure didn't want to start that, but <laughs> I mean, I just, I think it's a valid point. Yeah. He hasn't really. And I think it's a shame that he's been injured and didn't get to run in the Triple Crown races. Yeah. Now, a couple of things to kind of, I don't know, debunk's the right word or maybe give ease that I don't think are good reasons. Plus, Sadler's shipping record over the West is terrible. He won the Breeders' Cup Classic with Accelerate at Churchill Downs. So, I mean, do you think he's better than Accelerate? I mean, I, I was against Accelerate because I was like, he's not, Sadler's not going to win shipping, and he was able to win with that horse. Yeah, I don't Probably he's going to be able to win with a horse like Flightline. Yeah. I just think it's such a shame yeah. that we did not get to see him in the Triple Crown races. That I been. think it's a shame, even that, that for sure, but in any really big race, we didn't yeah. get to see him. Right. Yeah. It's just a shame that we've got... And it, it's odd how it works sometimes. Here is a true superstar. Yeah. That was injured. Yeah. It's just now gotten healthy and you know, still hasn't raced very much. So, yeah. 
Exactly. Well, I think uh, this time next week, well, we'll do a Monday recap show uh, for this. Uh, we're getting together. I think one of two things are going to happen. You're going to get on here and you're going to be laughing. You're going to see Epicenter. I knew it, even though I picked uh -oh. Flatline and chickened out like a little wuss. I knew Epicenter was going to win, or I'm going to say, look, look we're, we're both going to say, look, this is one of the best horses from a exactly. talent perspective we've ever seen. I I'll be singling flight line. And I guarantee you, I will not be on here laughing because <laughs> there's been too many times I have to eat my words and I will not because I, I just wanted to point out, I've just not seen him against the caliber of what this field is. And look, I haven't been saying it for weeks. That is a argument that can be made. You know, it's, it's, it is the horses that he beat their next races have been bad period. So if you want to take that and bet against him, you can, I'm not going to do that, but if you oh, want I don't to, do you think he'll stay three to five? I think probably two to five. Okay. Yeah. I think two to five. Um, I don't think it's a bad morning line, but I, no. I, I think two to five. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. Do you think if, if my scenario plays out and he just zooms past life is good, do you think life is good kind of throws it in? Well, I think we talked about this the other day. Yes, yeah. I kind of think he might. Yeah, because remember, these are horses; they don't care how much money they make. <laughs> so they're he may just say, "I I can't catch him. I'm not going to kill myself." Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and I will say with this with this. So if Flightline like gets into a battle, which yeah. is something we're not expecting. Well, I'm not. Oh, you're stupid here. You're stupid, Vashon. <laughs> no, I mean I I agree. Listen, I like I just said. I'm kind of with Vashon. If for whatever reason they they get to him, I I would trust somebody who's been there, done that before. But again, I don't think they're going to get to him, and that's no, the key. That's that was the key, even the Pacific Classic when it was Country Grammar, and I was just like, just get away from him, like yeah. bury him, and I don't think he'll ever be able to get to you. That's kind of how I feel here. You got bury him. You've got that elite talent, that elite speed. Bury them on the turn. Yeah, Epicenter, Taba, you know, they might make their runs at you, but you never really see them. And, right. And that's kind of what he's going to have to do, and that is the elite ability that he has. So we'll see if he will uh, if he'll show that. Michael says, hey, if you single flight line Papa Dude, he will unseat Pratt right <laughs> out of the gate. <laughs> you are absolutely right, Michael. No doubt about it. I, I'm shocked you didn't pick Epicenter. I am. Me? Yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> Well, I got to go with what you guys say, you know, and you guys say he's that much better than the rest of them. I believe you completely. I just, I would hesitate to single him. I, I but I hesitate to single any horse. So there you yep. go. Queen still sending that bad energy. Uh, Vicky chimes in. Vicky will be seeing you soon. And uh, it says the same thing. Step center has that fight that Papa dude is talking about. Life is good kind of stalls. A little bit in the past. So oh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and I agree with Davey. You come in here, you pick Asbuson all day long, and then you don't do it here in the big one. Davey, I gotta listen to my boys, and they told me not to take not to take him. Okay. I didn't call you up and say don't take him. No, I know you didn't, but I listened to I've heard all this. For months, and you know, it finally beats into your brain a little bit. I wanted to pick 
another horse so bad just to really be a jerk, but I cannot do it. Yeah. No, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Yeah, Michael, that was a heartbreaker at Mahoney Valley today. Holy hell. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's what happens. You know, we had one, uh, God, last week. Can you remember the track now? Uh, Indiana. Had one at Indiana. So it was real good. And then I thought we were going to have another one at Mahoning. So it didn't happen. All right. Listen, that's it. We've we've done enough. You only came on here to talk about Tennessee and Georgia. So. I did. Let's end the show with giving Papa Dude what he wants. Quick. I'm going to pick the ones to talk about. We're not going to go through every damn one of these. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Um, How is Oregon State number 24? Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're not talking about that one, right? Yeah. Okay. No, no reason. Yeah, everybody that tuned in for the horse content, they're going to get a real treat now. This guy's great at college football. Let's go. Okay, I don't know about that. But anyway, skip Ohio State Northwestern. No reason to. Okay. The line's 38 and a half. I bet it if you want to, but I wouldn't. All right, this is an interesting one. TCU, Texas Tech. Yep. Uh, Tech's coming off a horrible showing last week against Baylor. Um, the line now, you don't have the lines up there. Uh, yeah, is, it's right there. Where? Oh, nine and a half. I see it. You got a different page. Here, hold on. No, no. I see it. I see it. There you go. It's on there. Oh, now we're going. Yeah. All right. If you want to got a little extra money left from the horse races after you bet against flight line and you've made a shit pile of money. First of the uh, at 11 o'clock. You're not getting this is uh -oh. before the horse races. All right. The juveniles, the next, the morning, yeah, whatever, on Friday. Uh, nine and a half. This could be closer. TCU might have a little bit of a letdown. Tech might play them a little closer to that. That's one to look at. The next one, yep. North Carolina, Virginia, seven and a half. Virginia lost 14 to 12 in four overtimes last week. This is a hell of a ball club. They're, They're, bad. They're bad. I think seven and a half. I think North Carolina covers that pretty easy. Agreed. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another sneaky game right here. Tulane at Tulsa. Tulsa plays very well at home. They're not bad. Tulane is not a powerhouse. They're playing great. They're very well coached. Seven and a half might be too many. What do you think, Aaron? I think Tulane. I think Tulsa sucks this year. Okay. Just saying, could be. It's early. Is it an early game? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, 11 o'clock. All right. Shall we save this one for last? Nope. Do it now. All right. Is this not one of the best games potentially? In years, I think so. You've got a Tennessee team that is so impressive. Offensively, no one has stopped them going up against a great defense with an offense that's okay. It's not bad. It's yeah. good, but it's not great. Tennessee showed defense last week. I give them a shot in this game. I don't know if they're going to win. I give them a chance. I wouldn't have said that before I saw them last week but they throttled Kentucky. Their defense was fantastic. I give them a chance. I don't know how good Georgia is. What do you think? Listen, it, it's a battle of the of the heavyweights as far as a great offense versus a great defense. Yep. What wins out? That's the question. 
I have been skeptical that Georgia is is quite like last year. I think they're good still. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if they're great. I don't think the home field is going to bother Tennessee that much. They went into LSU and beat the shit out of them. That's not easy. I really like this Tennessee team a lot. Uh, I think Georgia probably gets away with a win, but I don't know. Eight and a half is a lot of points. I'll take Tennessee plus the eight and a half. How about yeah. that? I, li- I like it. Uh, the Oregon, right. nothing there. Nothing in Michigan State. Illinois should win. Yeah. In State, who cares? Oklahoma State, only a two-point favorite over Kansas. A little strange. Well, shit. Oklahoma State got their ass kicked I last know. week. They were awful. That was unexplainable yeah. to me. So I'd stay away from that one. Tennis, Syracuse, Pittsburgh. I think the bubbles burst on Syracuse. Uh, here's one. Central Florida at Memphis. Okay. Memphis is pretty good. They're not great. Central Florida coming off of their biggest win in a long time. They beat Cincinnati. They got to go on the road. Iffy. This is one you might look at. I think Memphis might scalp them. They may get them. Listen, the last time I bet Memphis. I know. (laughs) I quit betting football for a week after. They lost one of the worst losses I've ever seen in my life. Houston game. Go watch the end of the Memphis-Houston game. Bullshit. Memphis covered the whole game. I quit. I quit betting football for a week. It was awful. Yeah. I'm not bad in Memphis. No, I, I, Go Central Florida. I understand your pain. <laughs> uh, Liberty in Arkansas, uh, 13 and a half. Liberty's sneaky good. Uh, Kevin, you didn't have to throw that in there. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> you just got on the bad list, my friend. Um, I think Arkansas covers, don't you? This is a weird game. I don't know. I think they do. I, don't I think, think Arkansas will win. I don't know if they'll cover. I think they're going to win this game, though. Yeah, I don't think Liberty's that good. Yeah. Uh, Alabama, LSU, 13 and a half. A lot of people are thinking Alabama's not as good as they have been. I think they're pretty good. I I would not bet LSU in this one. I, yeah, I think the Tide are going to play a pretty darn good game. In yeah, here. I think they're better than what people are giving them credit for. Yeah, I don't think LSU's quite ready for Alabama. No, I don't either. Yeah, Texas, uh, Kansas State, Wildcats two and a half point favorite. No, Texas is a two and a half point favorite. Oh, it is. Oh God. Uh, yeah, I just saw that because I think Kansas State should be a two and a half point favorite. Right. Little situation at K State right now. Uh, the backup quarterback is taking them to a new level. At least he did last week. And if Martinez is ready, do you put him back in at quarterback? So no, you don't. He's trash. Leave the other guy in there. I think K-State wins the game. Uh right. I, do I don't think I don't think Texas should be favored in this game. No. I don't either. Okay. Kansas State. Good pick. Anywhere else. Uh Clemson, Notre Dame. Interesting Upset game. Upset alert. Upset alert. Yeah. This is uh Clemson's kind of been looking to get beat a couple yeah. of times. The Irish are very, very difficult to beat in these kind of games when they're underdogs. Four points is not very many, and I think if Clemson wins, they win by more than that, maybe six, maybe seven. Uh, but Notre Dame may beat them. So that's one you might want to look at. That's a, that's a toughie. Here's the difference. Clemson's been winning close games against Wake, the Wake Forces, North Carolina States of the world. Notre Dame will think they can beat them. You betcha. And it's you on betcha. the road, really tough environment. I think 
Notre Dame's are really odd teams. They are. Some weeks they look good. They do. And some weeks they don't look like they could beat anybody. I think I, if we get the good Notre Dame, I think they'll be able to to stop Clemson enough to where we may see an upset alert Saturday night. I think it's going to be close. I think so too. It's a night game. Yeah. Uh, I just think Clemson offensively is is suspect. And when you're suspect on the road against a good defense, you can get beat. I think they're begging to get beat. We'll see. Yeah. If they get through this one, they're probably going to go undefeated. Yep. So, anyway, uh, Utah, Arizona, nothing there. Good game in the ACC. Wake Forest, North Carolina State. What happened to Wake last week? They were eight turnovers, I think, is what happened. North Carolina State's wounded. I think Wake goes in there and wins. Uh, UCLA to Arizona State in the desert. Mm, Maybe. I think UCLA is a lot better than Arizona State. They so might that, cover. Arizona yeah. State might cover. They might. Yeah. And California, USC, it's at home, so USC shouldn't have any trouble. No. They're kind of fading like Lincoln's teams do. Only went in by eight against Arizona the other night. Explain to I, me something. Can you explain to me something? I'll try. Why do his defenses get worse as the season goes on? I, I don't know. It just seems like that every year at OU, it's be like the first year, it's like, yeah, we got a pretty good defense this year. And by the end of the year, it's like, we are terrible. They don't develop, they don't get better. And I don't, yeah. I really don't know why. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was still a nice, anytime you go out to Arizona and win, it's a good oh, yeah. win. I don't care. I know. They are. Anywhere, it's good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm just saying it was a little, not, not, not too good, really. No. So, um, uh, anyway, uh, tonight the BCS comes out. Yes. I think it'll be Georgia one, Tennessee two, Ohio State three, Michigan four. I think you're right. I think that makes a ton of sense. I think you're they right. Could move Ohio State to two. They might. They might. Yeah. Uh I think they'll I think they'll have Georgia, Tennessee one and two in some kind of order because I think they want that number one versus number two matchup. Yeah. yeah. Uh but one of them's not gonna be in the top four next week. That's right. Unless it's triple overtime thriller, and then how do you drop one of them out? Right, yeah, exactly. So wouldn't it be interesting if Clemson loses at Notre Dame, Alabama wins big at LSU, Mm -hmm. and the Tennessee-Georgia losers by 10 or something. Mm -hmm. There'd be Alabama right up there in the top four, wouldn't they? The next week, I don't think they put TCU above Alabama. Yeah, no, I think I think Alabama will be a top four team. Uh, yeah, if that they, a, they have a great shot to to, to accomplish everything that they they are set out to accomplish. And that's right. Truth yeah. kind of said it a little bit earlier. They lost the game at Tennessee, but man, they had a lot of things not go their way uh, from an officiating standpoint, and you know, it's still a loss. But again, yeah. at the end of the day, well, they're still a really good team. Seventeen penalties. Yeah. In that game. Yeah. Some questionable calls. Uh, number one, you can't have 17 penalties. And then they allowed two 75-yard touchdown bombs. Mm-hmm. And that's going to get you beat. They generally uh, learn from those kind of things. So, All right. Final thing we're going to talk about because the rankings did just come out. Um, and let's see. I've got it pulled up on the phone here. The number one spot is Tennessee. 
I can't argue with that. The only reason I put Georgia at one, they're the defending champs. No one's beat them. I think they deserve to be number one till they're beat. Number two, Ohio State. I don't like that one at all. No. Number three is Georgia. Number oh, four is Clemson. You have got to be kidding me. How can Clemson no, Michigan. Or Michigan? See, they do this on purpose. I swear to God they do, just to get everybody pissed off and talk I about agree. it. I agree. I think Tennessee is logical to be number one. I have no problem with that. The only reason I put Georgia ahead of them was they're defending champs and no one's beat them. Right. And they really haven't done anything wrong. So, but I remember we said last week Tennessee has the best win. They beat yeah. Alabama. That's right. And speaking and, of Alabama, they they debut at number six, Michigan. Okay, first. that's exactly where we thought they would be. Yeah. The only difference I have here is I thought Michigan would be ahead of Clemson, and I think they should be. Yeah, I do too. I mean, Michigan has been pretty good, pretty solid. Beat the hell out of Penn State, who gave the number two team all they wanted. Would you year. agree with Rodney's comment here? I agree with what you're saying, by the way. Would you agree with Rodney's comment? Clemson versus Michigan, he thinks that Michigan would embarrass Clemson. I don't know about embarrass. I think they would beat them. They would beat them. Clemson's yeah. defense is good enough to keep it fairly close. And if, if Clemson didn't turn it over, I think you're looking 28 to 10. Yeah, I think it'd be a slugfest type of game and, and yeah. maybe 21 10 and yeah. you know, something like that. They yeah. did this on purpose, so we'll sit around and bitch about it for a week. I guarantee you that's what they do. Well, here's the good news this time next week, we'll know all the scores and then we can project the next one and have us something to talk about next okay. week. On Monday, we'll have a whole new uh, deal because one of those teams is going to get beat this that's week. Right. That's right. Well, yeah, it's a shame. Papa Dude came to pick sports, and we let him do it for about 10 minutes on the yeah. show. So. Yeah, you made me make a fool out of myself with this horse racing. When I figured this would just be, I would just fire my picks, you'd tear them up, and that's it. You wanted opinions, and look what happens. No, you. I thought it was our best show we've ever done. Well, I'm glad you did. Okay. <laughs> no, All it, was, right. it was a lot of fun. All right. So One quick thing. Any, any, I know you got to go do something. Any Anything surprise you about the NFL last week? Off the top of your head. Um, or did you even have time to worry about it? I, off the top of my head, I thought the Browns game was extremely surprising last night. Shock. Um, no, nothing else really jumped out at me. It's just like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. I um, thought the 49ers throttling the Rams. Like okay, that. that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. McCaffrey was awesome in that game. Mm -hmm. He's going to make a difference. I I watched something that I think is noteworthy to watch. The Buffalo-Green Bay game. Mm -hmm. In the first half of that game, Buffalo killed them. Yeah. I thought Green Bay found themselves a little bit in the second half. They played very well in the second half of that game. And they made that semi-close. Yeah. I think you might need to watch them the rest of the year because the NFC, as far as wild card goes, wide open. They're not going to win the division, but it's wide open. I thought they found themselves a little bit. I was I was kind of impressed by the way they played in the second half. You might not have seen any of it. You might have given up on it. Mm -hmm. I just added on because I like to watch Josh Allen. But I thought they played a lot with a lot more spirit. They could have got beat 45 to 7. They were getting drubbed. One popped into my head as you were talking. Yep. 
I thought Seattle played really well against uh, the Giants. I, I think Seattle is kind of the team that's like they've kind of decided, yeah, actually we are decent. Like we listen to everybody. Like I think we're pretty good. They got a tough game this week. They got to go to Arizona. It's a sneaky game. I just, if you lose that game, I would be. I know. Disappointed. I would be scared to death if I was a big time. Yeah. Fan. And how about the way Carolina lost? Well, you cannot have that happen. I'm telling you guys, I've watched all of Carolina's games. And I know you could say this about a lot of NFL teams. They could easily have a winning record. Easily. Yeah. The margin of error and, and the difference between two and six and say five and three, four and four in the NFL is so small. Yeah. Unbelievably small. And they just continued to shoot themselves in the foot. This was the extreme in New Orleans or in uh, Atlanta. But yeah. Well, you get this guy who goes crazy and gets that penalty. Mm-hmm. Not just thinking about himself. He's not and thinking. that's your star. Like, that's your big-time player, too. Yeah, act like you've done this before. Yeah. You've got to have more of a brain than that. Yeah. Then you put your kicker, who's shaky anyway, in a situation where, you know, it's 48 yards. There's a lot of people miss those. Well. And he did. And then he misses a field goal in overtime. Which it never should have been in overtime. No, it never should have. But, again, you have another chance, and yeah. it's just – yeah. You know, and everybody says, well, why wouldn't that coach in his face? That's pro football. You don't get in those guys' face because they got more power than you do. That's right. Yeah. And you just have to sit there and and get your ass fired. Of course, he's an interim coach. Anyway, but what a way to lose a football game. Papa Dude, Kevin B. wants a question before oh, we get out. God, Kevin, I'm going to let you down. Uh I don't really have one. I, I, oh, I come never... on, you've got all these people. We could introduce them to the segment. I know, but the problem is this was going to be a rush show, <laughs> and I didn't get anything. Uh, let's see if I can think of something off the top of my head. <laughs> I can't. The one time. I know. Uh, well, help me out. Something. <laughs> Somebody come up with a question. Okay, I got one for you. I got right. one for you. Did you get one off of uh, Magic's? Nope, nope. I just thought of this one. Okay. Uh, when you were a kid. Oh, my God. It's been 100 years ago. What was your favorite Halloween costume? Oh, you know, this is funny. I never liked Halloween very well. I hate it. So that's maybe that's where I get it. I didn't hate it. I just never got into it much. Uh uh, me and my buddy were talking about this this morning. Um, you know, we would go around the neighborhood a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I I was thinking today, the reason I went around the neighborhood was to bring the candy home so my dad could eat it. Your grandfather loved candy. He did, yeah. And I would bring my pumpkin in. And if it wasn't full, he'd be disappointed. And I'd have to dump it out on the kitchen table. And I'm telling you, he was in heaven for three or four days eating that candy. That's the truth. That Did is you eat any of it? Oh, maybe a candy bar or something. Back when I was a kid, you didn't get good stuff. Right, yeah. You got maybe one little old candy bar about that big, you know. And man, you, those are Tootsie Rolls or something like that. Only place you got the good stuff is when you went to your grandma's. She was ready for you, and she had. Yeah, you get the big like a like a, a bag. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now I did have a lot of fun on hand, on Halloween when I got a little bit older. Now I don't even do this anymore, but we like to go toilet paper houses on Halloween. That was fun. I did that for a year or two. And the fun yeah. part about toilet paper, I don't know, people may not even know what that is. Toilet paper, uh, yeah, that's right. Popcorn balls, absolutely, Vicky. Yes, Vicky. Absolutely yes. right. Uh, yep. But you throw that, you throw toilet paper, and the fun part was getting caught and running the car as fast as you could go. Right. That was yeah. fun. And going in the grocery store, and there was no toilet paper on the racks, just like there was during COVID. But, um, you know, I got to be honest. I guess I dressed up like Gene Autry once. You guys don't even know who that is. <laughs> he was a famous cowboy back in the 50s and 60s. He was the owner of the, uh, Cal uh, the Angels, the Anaheim Angels, for a while. He went, him and Roy Rogers were big-time cow, uh, cowboys, and I dressed up like him once. I, and the only reason I remembered, I my mother had a picture of it. There you do, go. You, do you remember anything that you dressed up as? Yeah. I, I, the only thing I can really remember or that stands out to me is I, when I was a kid, I had a full set of like goalie hockey, goalie. Oh, yeah. Equipment. yeah. And uh, cause we played street hockey all day long. Um, and I, I had the full set. I had the pads, the glove, the blocker, the stick. So I just dressed up as a St. Louis Blues goalie. I had a helmet that was a St. Louis Blues hockey like goalie mask. So yeah, I mean that easily would be my number one. I would dress in that every day. So then I would just put it on for Halloween and uh, it, it go out. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't remember you or or your brother liking Halloween that much. No, I always hated it. Um, I did like that that year. I'm thinking of. Uh, I was a little older. Like not old, old, but I wasn't like you didn't need to take me around type young. Yeah. And so we put on our roller blades and me and my friend, Ryan Jenkins, uh, he was like the, like this, like the, you know, the forward or the defenseman, the regular hockey player. And I was the goalie and we just skated around the neighborhood and got all kinds of candy. And that was great because you could get a, a ton more houses because you weren't on foot. You were, <laughs> you were skating around. And so, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, great. that was my I, favorite Halloween. Yeah, I just never did like Halloween. I mean, I was a teacher and a coach, and that's another reason I didn't like Halloween because I was always afraid somebody was going to do something to the house or, you know, something yeah. to that effect. And they never did, but I was. You know, I, as I got older, I I don't really like giving out candy, but we do it. But uh, yesterday, I we turned off all the lights because I had to work on the guide, and it was like, yeah. Great. You can go down in the basement and they don't think you're even home. I mean, Correct. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, up here where we live, no one on the on the street turns their porch light on but us. Yeah. So we Halloween or Valentine's Day, which is more overrated? Well, <laughs> Valentine's Day. No doubt. Um, I don't like it either. <laughs> Valentine's Day. It's I don't so think there's very many men that like Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is just dumb. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yep. Oh, wait a second. Hold on here. We are going to Vegas in two weeks. We'll get to see the Blues and the Knights. Well, what? Blues are very good, but still, that's awesome. Look at this. Jason is also going to be there. Probably well, darn. A little racing dudes meetup could be happening. Here could we go. Be. Yeah. Yeah. You guys need to figure out where each other's at. That's right. Yeah. Maybe you guys could. Yeah, beat up. We know. Well, Jason, no, you didn't. I don't think Jason was at Saratoga and Vicky was at Saratoga, but I don't think you guys were there at the same time this year. So Jason going to to uh, Keeneland. 
He's going to the Golden Knights, and he's also going to go to the Raiders Colts. Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen, you said the Keeneland. I, I have no idea, but uh, but uh, uh, come find us if you're going to be at Keeneland. We will be around for sure. So um, Wednesday. Um, Michael asked, will you guys be here for Malibu Day? I think Magic might be. Uh, check back on that one. I think he might go. Is Slim going to Keeneland? Slim is not, no. Well, you're going to be harder to find then if Slim's not there. Immensely harder to find, yes. Yes, for sure. But you can find us. You can definitely find us. Slim's not that big, right? Right. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty small. Yeah, we will be there Friday and Saturday. So um, leaving tomorrow and uh, got a little work day on Thursday, then Friday, Saturday at the Breeders' Cup. So. Right. No, uh, Jason, I've got tickets to – the OU game and don't really want to go, but have to. Yeah. Oh, it'll be a good game. Um, yeah, Slim is on the no fly. <laughs> 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 you actually knew how what what Slim did for a living, they would be incredibly shocked. I think they would be incredibly shocked to know a lot about Slim. Yeah, he's one of the more interesting, one of the most intelligent people. I've ever met and his job is extremely important. Let's put it that way. So a very good guy. Very good guy. Yeah. Yeah. What Slim will do is he'll work on some extremely important stuff for his job and then do his article about who's betting in the Breeders' Cup all in the same day. So yep. Yep. He's a good no, guy. he's a Slim a Slim is a uh engineer. And uh right now he's in charge of um Getting power to wind turbines in the ocean. That's his his latest yeah. uh, thing that he's trying to do. So. Don't think a dummy can do that. No, he's definitely <laughs> not. He's definitely not a dummy. All right, that's it. I, we're bragging on Slim. That means it's time to go. Time to get out of here. Also, there's no doubt Slim is also this. A stupid, naive, silly little goose. I had to do it. All right. Oh, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. All right. We're going to get out of here. Um, speaking of Slim, he will be on the air tomorrow. Uh, I think it's at 3 Eastern time tomorrow. He'll be doing a little variety show. I have no idea what he has planned, um, but he definitely will be on here. Thursday night at 8 o'clock, Friday night at 8 o'clock, Saturday night at 8 o'clock. It's all Eastern times. We'll have live shows. Uh, live from the Airbnb in Lexington. We'll have Samich, we'll have Magic, we'll have myself and Jared. I think Slim might pop on. Uh, who knows? And if Epicenter wins, you might pop on, Papa Dude, and tell oh, him. Well, let's see. That's Saturday. I don't oh, know. No, won't be able to be Saturday. Friday, I might be able to pop on for a minute. Okay. Well, we're going to get off of here, guys. Thank you very much. Or thank you very much for joining us. Like I said, Breeders' Cup coverage continues on the channel. If you've bought the guide and you're waiting on it, it's going to come out Wednesday afternoon. And we'll see you uh, for this show. We'll see you next week. So good luck, everybody. And uh, make sure to check out Slimmy tomorrow. Here's Whitmore. Whitmore has taken the lead. The old man's going to do it. It's Whitmore in the Breeders' Cup Sprint.